Hi there, this is Roma Waterman and you're listening to Release the Sound, a podcast on prophetic worship. I'm believing this podcast will help you to understand and flow in the power of Holy Spirit-led worship in your church and in your private worship time. In this podcast, you're going to get a big dose of theological foundations, personal stories and practical applications that you can implement straight away to activate the power of prophetic worship that will bring healing, breakthrough and deliverance in your communities and your personal life. I hope as you listen, you'll also feel inspired and empowered. This is Release the Sound, a podcast on prophetic worship. Hey friends, welcome back to the Release the Sound podcast. It's Roma Waterman here and if this is the first time you're listening to me, thank you for checking out this podcast and I'm delighted that you are joining me today because I want to share with you a message that is burning in my heart for worship leaders and worship teams. What is God wanting from worship leaders and worship teams for 2023? And so I want to share with you what the Lord dropped into my heart this morning in prayer. I didn't have any intention of recording this today, but the Lord just was like, Roma, get on here and record this podcast. So that is why I am here. And the words that I sense from the Lord are three words, and I want to share them and unpack them with you today. And that is contend, cultivate, and character. Contend, cultivate, and character. We're going to unpack those three words. Now, Character is not what you're going to think it means, but we'll get to that at the end. But I want to just start by sharing some of the things that I feel the Lord is really wanting to do in this season. And many of you probably know, and some of you listening to this are from our church. We are part of a beautiful church in Melbourne, Australia, Numa Church in uh, Richmond. And the Lord is really moving incredibly powerfully in our services. We are really in the midst of a revival, seeing lots of healings, lots of signs and wonders. It's glorious. And the worship is beautiful. We have an amazing worship team, an amazing worship, uh, amazing worship leaders, amazing worship pastor. And, you know, as a worship leader for over 30 plus years, to be part of this environment and see what the Lord's doing not only in the sound of the house, but in its people, you know, in us as a creative team, but also as a congregation is really precious. And so I want to share with you what I'm sensing as a prophetic person when I'm in those services, when I'm traveling around the nation, I'm seeing what the Lord is doing in amidst worship. And there is a definite shift, uh, especially in the nation of Australia, but across the globe. I'm just seeing that the things I'm talking about today are coming to the forefront in greater measure. It's not that they haven't been there, but it's almost like the spotlight. I just see the spotlight of heaven on these things. And I want to share some um, some of the things that I'm observing, but also I want to share with you some uh, beautiful truths from a great book I've been reading called Doorkeepers of Revival, Birthing, Building and Sustaining Revival by the amazing Kim Owens. She has a great chapter on the sound of revival. So, so 
I highly recommend you go get that book from Amazon because it is brilliant. She shares a lot of what I'm talking about today. And I'm going to share some of her her thoughts. So I want to give her full credit and also just some of my heart behind some of these things. So as I said at the beginning, cultivate, contend, and character. And let's start with Acts chapter 2. You know, I love the scripture. That's where we hear about tongues of fire coming across upon those people in the upper room. And I love what it says in Acts chapter two. It actually says that as those tongues of fire fell upon every person there and they started to speak in other languages, there's this tiny little phrase that says, and when they had heard the sound, the people around them, the people that were there for um, the festivities in, in the area, they were hearing the sound in their own language. And when they heard the sound, they started to say, what is this? What is happening? And you know, that's some, there's something powerful about that little phrase because when people hear the sound, when they hear the sound of fire, when they hear the sound of revival, it gathers people to the sound. And that is why our sound in our teams and in our churches is so important. Kim Owens actually says it like this. She says, the audible releases the inaudible. The natural releases the supernatural. So what is happening in our physical, what is happening with the sound of our house can actually release what the Lord desires in the supernatural. There are things just waiting in the supernatural to be released into the physical realm. And as we release a sound, that is when we open up the portals of heaven. We really do. And it's not that we open them ourselves. It's just that we provide an atmosphere where the Lord can move deeply. It's it's a doorway. The sound is a doorway. And I love how Kim talks about the power twins. That's what she calls them, which is prayer and worship. And my experience of being a part of several uh, revival and, and, and uh, renewal experiences over my years in ministry is that prayer Prayer is primary. Prayer is so important. A people of prayer that are hungry for the Lord. But I have always seen that worship was the power twin. Prayer and worship go together. In fact, some of the greatest revivals, if you're a, if you, if you study the history of revival, every revival had its own sound. You know, when I think of Billy Graham, Billy Graham had Ira Sankey who did the worship. Charles and John Wesley were a package deal. You know, one of them preached and one of them wrote the hymns. And in fact, I actually remember reading a quote a couple of years ago from a theologian that just said, you know, we actually can't tell what came first, the sound or the theology, the sound or revival, the sound or the message, because they just went together. They were so intertwined. So this culture of prayer and worship is primary to see the sound of our houses being released. And I I feel like that we must you know, in 2023, we need to focus on a sound that is carrying something of revival in it. Now, you might be saying to me, Roma, this is so far removed from where we are at as a church. I don't even know what a sound of revival is. Well, let me make it really simple because I think we complicate these things. So to me, a sound of revival is a sound that makes your spirit leap. Have you ever 
listened to a worship song or if you're a songwriter, written a song and gone, this is different. There is something about this that is making me leap for joy on the inside. What is happening there is your spirit is resonating with what the spirit is doing, the Holy Spirit is doing. Pay attention to that. When you feel that in your spirit, that is a a indicator that this carries something for your church. And I will tell you this right now, sometimes it'll be songs that nobody else is singing because it is specifically for your house. Don't um, neglect that. Now, it is important that we're singing the songs that the global church is singing. Absolutely. But they must resonate with the sound of your house. They must resonate with the mandate of your house. So don't dismiss if you if you hear a song in your spirit, even if it's an old song and you go, that is something that's really weighing on my heart, that you actually incorporate that. So recently I was um, leading worship at the Australia Prophetic Summit with my amazing friend, Pastor Stacey Hillier. And when they were asking us about a set list, I could not get that song Hungry by Vineyard Worship out of my head. I was like, I just feel like we're meant to sing this. Now, maybe no one else felt that, but I felt it. And as a worship leader, I have to go with what is making my spirit leap or I am really just a narrator. I am just reading words. I am just singing words. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be the person that sings the songs that makes my heart leap, makes my spirit leap. And you can do the same. So the sound of revival is 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 often something that is making your spirit leap, a song that is making your spirit leap. Now, I said to you today, that was just my introduction. <laughs> I want to talk about contend, cultivate, and character. So these are the three things that I really believe that the Lord is asking for worship leaders and worshipers in 2023. Let's start with the word contend. What does revival worship look like? Well, there's actually a huge level of contending, a huge level of contending. What does that word even mean? Well, if you go to the dictionary, the word contending means to strive in combat, to fight, to strive in competition or contend for a prize. Now, we're not fighting for God's presence. We're not fighting to get him to do something. But what you're doing is you're going after the things that are on the Lord's heart. You're fighting to what Kim Owen says, break barriers erected by the enemy that keeps us from his presence. And you know, the only way that we can do that is we have to have that intimate relationship with the Father. We can't know what is on the Lord's heart if we don't know him personally. And so contending comes from that secret place of knowing him and asking him, Lord, what is on your heart? And then you have to press in. You have to go after those things. You have to be like a dog with a bone and go, I am going to fight for the things that the Lord is asking me to fight for. So that kind of worship that is is it's it's um there's a lot of uh, responsibility on you as a worshipper and a worship leader to cultivate and contend for what is on the father's heart i love what else kim owen says in her book she says the holy spirit uses prophetic worship and intercession to accomplish this and the more that you press into this the more that it creates the sound now how do you do that well being intentional 
not only about the choice of songs when you sing, but being led by the Holy Spirit as you sense things during a time of worship in your services is vital. So to do that, you also have to be skillful. That's just the honest truth. We don't just want and we can't just have, and this might be hard for people to hear, people that are just hungry as worship people. We need people who are skilled. And this is completely biblical. You know, in the tabernacle, King David was not just anointed, but he was also skillful. And when he chose the the Levites, when he chose the worshippers to be um, releasing the sound of worship in the tabernacle, they needed to be the most skillful of musicians. So I want to encourage you that part of your contending is not just, God, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, but it's also about being hungry to be skilled. Skill up if you need vocal training, if you need to understand chord progressions better, if you need to understand how to use microphones and, you know, those things that are practical, a lot of people think are not important when it comes to a culture of revival. But I am telling you that as you skill up the flow of the prophetic in increases because you don't need to be concerned so much about those things is is one of the main reasons. So there's something about that that is very important, but there's also something about that flow, that prophetic flow of worship and intercession that is vital. So don't, for example, choose songs that are good or popular because they, um, you know, everyone else is doing them. That, that, is base level worship. And I've, I know people, you might be going, Roma, yeah, I know that, but I know people that do this. They say, well, these songs are really good. They're structurally great. The congregation likes them. So we're going to sing these. No, we want to contend, 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 contend. Choose songs because they speak into something that you are sensing. Choose songs that are part of the mandate that your church carries. And at the same time, allowing space to linger. You know, that space for pausing is so important. The space is just as important as the words. And I want to say to you that contending isn't just about making a lot of noise. It's also about not being afraid of the silence Even if you feel awkward, that space is so precious. Sometimes that space is needed to just allow the Lord to respond to our worship. Sometimes it's needed so that we can recalibrate and discern what the Holy Spirit is saying. Sometimes it's a breath. It's a sila moment where we're just waiting to hear what's next, what the Lord wants to do next. So that place of linger is just as important in the in that whole paradigm of contending for things because what we're after is the pursuit the pursuit of father son holy spirit in our in our services in greater measure in a way that is tangible that we can't ignore that's what contending means and i will tell you you know people have said to me in the past you know when you release a prophetic word or when you sing prophetically um did that increase as you prayed more um did that increase when you understood the bible more and this is the honest truth it actually increased when i stepped out more 
It increased when I took leaps of faith. And so part of contending is going after things, even if you feel like, oh my goodness, this is really stepping out of the boat. So I want to encourage you in this season that to see revival, we need that kind of um, a kind of passion and pursuit to step out of the boat and to sing and to sense and to do things and choose songs and write songs that maybe feel like a stretch because you're really stepping out in faith. That's what contending is all about. Now let's speak into the cultivate part. What does it mean to cultivate? What do I mean when I feel that the Lord is saying, this is what I want my worshipers to be a part of in 23? Cultivate. Well, cultivate your heart. You know, I really feel like in this season, there's a a higher level of purity that is required in our worship leaders and our worship teams. You know, it's got to be less about, and Kim Owens talks about this as well, being part of a worship team, or if you're a worship pastor right now, it, this is not just, we need to just find people to um, use their talents. This is a place where people can just feel like they're loved and involved. We have to think higher than that. We need pure hearts. We need people with the anointing or you're just going to be carrying dead weights. You're going to be carrying a lot of people and trying to disciple them as you develop revival culture. Now, I'm probably messing with some people here in their minds because you're like, Roma, hang on, what about pastoral care? Absolutely, yes. You are meant to disciple and pastor your people and people that maybe have a creative skill but that doesn't necessarily mean that right now they mean they need to be on a platform because there is a call to holiness in this era that is vital when we are contending for revival. So how do we disciple and how do we do that? And I'll tell you why this is important too. It is because if people just have talent but they don't have Uh, They don't have revival cultivated in their heart. They don't have holiness cultivated in their heart. This season will destroy them. And I have seen this over many decades happen, that when God turns up, it's not always great for people because some people can't carry the holiness and the purity of the move of God. And we don't want people to be destroyed. We want people to be um, growing in their hunger. And so it may not be a time for people to be on a platform if they're dealing with things in their lives or they have lots of talent, but they don't have lots of, um, you know, they don't have this pursuit for holiness holiness. They don't have this hunger to contend for things. And this is when relationship comes in. And so there's, there's like a, it's like a, a a two pronged approach. So you have your people that are hungry and contending on a platform in your corporate services, but then you also must have as much pastoral care as is possible, developing, simply just developing relationship with people and loving on them so that they do feel a part of things, but getting them involved in a, in a connect group or a home group, making sure they're coming to church. Those kind of things are very important. But this cultivation of purity is so important in this season. And also, of course, cultivating your personal relationship with the Lord. I want to say to you that part of cultivating your purity also means that your ministry doesn't end when the worship set finishes. 
It's very easy to go, whoop, I've done my bit. I'm going to sit down and then I'll just get back up at the end and do the end stuff, you know. And you're probably like me. If you've been on Teams for a long time, do you ever feel like those last few songs at the end of the service are kind of fillers? They can feel like fillers sometimes. Like It's just what we do. It's part of our culture. No, no, no. In this new season, there needs to be an intentionality from beginning to end. What is your part to play when it's time to return to the platform? Otherwise, it will become just filler music. So what can you do when you're sitting in a service and you're listening to a message and you're getting ready, you're preparing your heart, you're cultivating your heart? Well, you can be thinking like things like, how does your worship worship match the message or the theme of the service? What is God doing right now? How can we choose songs that will reflect what the Lord is wanting to do? Because, you know, we all, says the scripture says, we all know in part and we see in part. So all of us, no matter how prophetic we are, we hold only a piece of what the Lord is doing because it is about community. The Lord wants his body in synergy together. And so as your pastor is preaching or whoever's preaching is preaching, you can be saying, Lord, what is my part to play when I come back to the platform? What are you wanting to do? And it's not always a song. It can be intentionality with chords and musicianship, you know, just being really mindful of every note you're playing, every sound that is coming out of your team is so important. And then also this cultivation comes as we go broader and we think past worship team to congregation, beautiful body of Christ. Prophetic worship demands congregation participation. I'm going to say that again. Prophetic worship demands congregation participation. What do I mean by that? You know, prophetic worship isn't just someone singing out something spontaneously. You've heard me talk about this in other podcast episodes. It's not just somebody sits back and listens to people singing. No, our goal is to draw people into the presence of the Father so that they themselves will fall on their knees and contend for this pursuit of holiness as we step into these greater dimensions of what the Holy Spirit wants for his bride. So we must have an expectation that people need to come along with you. You're not singing at them. You are trying to find a way to lead, sing and play that allows people to engage rather than observe. And sometimes that has to take a real, well, it always, it has to take a real sensitivity to what is happening with the congregation because you can be fully prepared and then turn up and the atmosphere can be quite interesting, can't it, in a congregation because of whatever's happening. Sometimes it's political landscape of a city or a nation. It can be things that are happening personally in people's lives that are affecting the greater body. And you've got to come in and be sensitive to those things. And then, you know, with one part of your heart, you're going, Lord, what do I contend for? What are you asking me to do? How do I enter? into this pursuit but at the same time you're saying Lord what how do I help 
my family enter into this as well. It is not just for you. This place is not just for you. So prophetic worship demands congregation participation. And this can take a little while to cultivate. But again, if you contend, this is what happens. You develop a a revival worship culture. And as I was taking notes about talking about this, I started to think about that scripture in Hebrews 1 verses 3 where it says, He, the Lord, upholds all things by the power of his word. Now, I don't know about you, but that scripture is quite amazing when you think about how God created the heavens and the earth. In the book of Genesis, he says, and and God said, let there be light and there was light. And thousands of years later, just by the words that he spoke, we still have light. The earth is still revolving. The planets, the stars, the sun, the moon, they are all still here. Why? Because the power of his word upholds everything. He only has to speak once and it is. Now, let's take that a bit further. You and I are created in his image. What does that mean? You've probably heard it said many times. Our words are also powerful. That doesn't mean we can create planets. But like Chris Vallotton says, your words create worlds. Now, we're not talking physical words, worlds here, obviously, but we create atmospheres by what we sing and what we speak. And we are upholding those promises by replicating what God says and replicating what God did. So sound then, when the sound comes out of your mouth, the sound comes out of your instruments, it becomes a force to be reckoned with. And as you keep releasing the sound, the authority of the kingdom enters your services. And I am telling you, it cannot be ignored. It cannot be ignored when that happens. So contend and cultivate for that sound of revival as if your very life depended on it. And I want to encourage you, my friends, the Lord is not looking for the next best famous song. He's not looking for the next best worship leader. He is simply looking for hungry hearts. And we have You know, I feel sad sometimes because we have developed in some ways, it's our own doing, a culture that um, worship needs to be marketable. It needs to be cool. We need to look a certain way. But the Lord truly is only looking for hungry hearts. He's not looking for the ones who all they care about is global influence in worship. He's looking for those who want to carry authority in the purity of, of um, the realm of the spirit. He is looking for people just like you that are looking for contending and cultivating. And because of this, all right, if we just pull away from that whole global idea of what worship looks like, if we just come back to the local, the sound of our house, it actually means that the sound will be different in every house, if we actually do this. So I want you to do away with those expectations that you have to look a certain way or sound a certain way or be a certain weight 
or vibe. I mean, honestly, I I can't even believe we do this in worship. But actually just come back to God, I am contending, I am hungry, I am in pursuit of this purity so that you will use me to release your sound on the earth. All right, so we've talked about contend, we've talked about cultivate. I want to end with character and it's not character as in your personality, all right? I'm not talking about people here, but I'm rather talking about the flavor of your house, the character of your house, because you might be saying, well, what is the sound of my house? What is the sound that God is wanting to release? And I want to say to you today, if you're wondering what is the sound of your house, if that's the question that's in your heart, and I say this with love, and it's only because I've done this myself and asked that question myself, it's the wrong question. Asking what the sound of your house is, is the wrong question because the sound is not a sound. It is a heart posture. And if you change the question to how do I position myself in worship that is released in spirit and truth, I'm telling you, my friends, the sound will come. The sound will come. So instead of saying, what is the sound of the house? You just say, how Lord, do I position ourselves? How do we position ourselves as a team? The sound will come. So I want to, I want to encourage you that as you change that question, you're going to see some beautiful things, a passion for prayer, a passion to see the purity restored in worship, a sound of revival will come. So I hope that blesses you today. Cultivate, contend and character. Let me pray with you to end. Father God, I thank you for the sound of heaven that you are releasing across the earth. And Lord, we say anew, we reposition ourselves. We contend for the sound of revival. We contend for um, we contend for more of you in every sound and song that we release. We cultivate our hearts. We cultivate a culture of purity in our teams, God, because we just want you. We cultivate a life of prayer. And Lord, we even say, we're sorry if we didn't do those things. We're sorry, God, if we have lost our way. Lord, we come back to the heart of what you're calling us to do. Enter our songs, enter our words, enter our worship. And Lord, we we go after it with a greater intensity, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you finally for the character of our house. We ask you to release the sound that you want specific for our community so that it would bring your supernatural healing, your signs and your wonders in ways that cannot be denied. We ask these things in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. I pray that blessed you today. Love you so much. Cannot wait to hear about what the Lord's doing in your communities. Thanks so much for listening to Release the Sound, a podcast on prophetic worship. If you're hungry for more, head to romawaterman.com where you can check out my book, Releasing Heaven's Song, Singing Over Your Nation for Breakthrough and Revival. It includes activations that you can use with your team or even on your own. And I've also got an online school where we have several courses on the prophetic 
worship, spirituality, and creativity. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And until then, I pray that you will release the song of heaven over your family, your church, and even your nation. And I look forward to sharing with you in the next Release the Sound Prophetic Worship Podcast.